0: This is episode number 12 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome to episode 12 of High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you acquire leadership and management skills to improve your careers and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. This is episode number 12, and a couple of weeks ago, I shared seven ways to gain enthusiastic cooperation from other people. And the last principle that I covered in that episode was about reinforcing positive behavior with a compliment. In fact, I call it a strength center compliment. Now in this session, we're going to go into more detail about why this skill is so valuable, so important to develop, and then also how to really give a compliment so that the process is less awkward and more more impactful for the person that you're giving the compliment to. So once we start coaching our team, we want to consistently reinforce positive behavior that we see in them. And the best way to reinforce that behavior is with what I call a strength centered compliment. So um, in this session, we'll show you step by step how to give and receive a compliment. And this, by the way, is this single skill is something that can absolutely set you apart from other leaders. It's also a really valuable way to build more of a team culture within your organization. So let's kind of talk about, I mean, I hate to start off on the, on the negative, but let's face it. Um, one of the things that I've kind of noticed is that bad leaders tend to reinforce negative behavior. Great leaders are the ones that reinforce positive behavior. So, um, so to kind of set the stage about why this skill is so valuable, most managers in today's world, anyway, think of their role as being what I call a fixer. So I mean that, you know, the manager is we've we they've trained themselves or we've trained them to look for problems and then go to fix them. You know, you go find a problem and you fix it. The big challenge here, though, is that a problem has to actually exist before the manager has a role. So if he or she doesn't see a problem, a lot of times they look just they just look a little harder until they find one. And if you look hard enough, you're going to find some kind of challenge. Good coaches, though, and good leaders they look for the positive behavior that they're seeing in people, and then they reinforce that positive behavior so that they get more of that. Uh, I'll give you a good example. Like John Wooden was the famous UCLA basketball coach. He had, he had this incredible career. And, in fact, his team won, I think it was like it, like 10 NCAA championships in 12 years. And, in fact, I think he had a perfect – I think he had four perfect 30 and 0 seasons and at one time he had a record of like his teams had a record of like 88 games one in a row so uh, one of the secrets that that he shared with them um, with an interviewer one time was was what he 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 counted on creating what he called a phenomenal reserve team so um, one of the policies or, or processes that Wooden decided that he that he would have more success if he would be is if he limited the playing time to just like seven or eight people. So he had his five starters and he only had two or three subs tops in the whole game, which for a basketball team, that's, that's really challenging. I mean, basketball is a really intense kind of sport where lots of running up and down the court and all that kind of stuff. So this meant that his reserves, the the bench, the the guys that were on his bench were not likely to ever see any actual playing time. So he knew, by the way, how frustrating his method was to the for to the reserves, you know, to these guys that were really helping a team. And so he used a totally different coaching style with them than what he used with his with what he called his regulars, his starters. He knew that the the regulars received if when they res- they would receive the positive feedback from the crowds and from the media the r- reserves though they didn't receive that same affirmation he, he and so he made a conscious effort to constantly go and tell the reserves about how valuable th- they were to the team and what the what what that value was that they brought to the team well did it work well that the praise caused the reserves to work harder which meant that the regulars got better. In fact, Bill Walton, you know, famous basketball player for for UCLA, went along went on to play in the in the pros for years and years. I think he became a senator at one point. Um, but he 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 made a comment once while he was playing for for Wood, and he said um, that the actual games that he played in seemed pretty slow. Because of the pace of practice that they that they set, you know the regulars set such a fast pace in practice that the the practice always seems much seem much faster. So by praising people in in by po- giving that positive reinforcement, you're creating a better team. You're creating that that more cohesive team uh, with your group. So it, it is really really important. Now, one of the things that you have to keep in mind is that people are really resistant to giving praise and really resistant especially to giving compliments. You know, sometimes people will give us a good job, but we're not likely to give a compliment. Um I I, I give you an example. A few years ago, my daughter, Colleen, she was um she was at a church camp. This is back when she was in high school. And I invited my dad, who was really sick at the time, to drive down to the camp to pick up Colleen and her friends and uh, so it was maybe an hour, an hour and a half drive or so. And as the three teenager teenagers squeezed into the back seat, my dad just nonchalantly – I mean, he was in his mid-70s at the time. He just nonchalantly kind of paid him a compliment. He said, hey, it sure is nice to be surrounded by so many pretty girls. And And at the time, it was funny because in my head, I'm thinking – I, I was almost ashamed at, th- at that moment. I was like, "Oh my God, my my dad is turned into a dirty old man." Because <laughs> I mean, that was my frame of reference. So we've been trained that's the way we've been trained to see compliments in today's world. My whole frame of reference shifted almost instantly, though, because immediately from the back seat, I heard a three part oh, like that from the back seat. An hour or so later, you know, we dropped my dad off at, at his house. This was the first house as we went back into town. And so all the the three girls were still in the back seat. And as soon as the the car door shut behind my dad, one of my daughter's friends said, Colleen, your grandpa is so sweet. And it hit me that all of these girls have grown up in a time where everyone is resistant to giving a sincere compliment. They're not used to someone telling them something nice just to make them feel better. And it's actually kind of sad. So one of the reasons why people... Today, anyway, resist giving compliments is because of the negative connotations around flattery, right? So there's a big difference, by the way, between flattery and compliments. Uh, for instance, when, when someone flatters the boss, you know, we'll call him a brown noser or a, a suck up. Uh, when I, when I flatter someone, though, I do, I'm doing that to get something in return. However, when I compliment someone, I don't expect anything in return. I give I give that compliment just to make the other person feel better, to feel more confident. So when you attempt to flatter someone, the other person will sometimes respond skeptically. Wait, 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 what, what exactly do you really want? And a lot of times the person is really looking for an ulterior motive. Um, it's a similar, by the way, to the way we act when we get those emails from the barrister, you know, who, who tells us that, you know, we're going to receive $9.2 million because your long lost uncle in Dubai just passed out. And, uh, you know, we obviously know that they mean passed away, not passed out, <laughs> but, but, um, uh, and by the way, um, if if you really want a, to get a good laugh, I'm going to link a, a um I'm going to link a, a post uh, to in, in the show notes here that um, is really funny. It's a, it's where somebody somebody just played along with one of these barrister guys for quite a while in email. It's really hilarious. But the point that I'm making is that flattery is bad. <laughs> flattery is not good. Compliments, though, have a totally different different value. And they abs- and their a- the sincere compliments, especially are really needed to build confidence in other people. So, um, in some situations, a sincere compliment is really the only way to build your relationship with another person. Um, if you, for those of you who are kind of old like me, there was a movie back in the nineties. I don't know. It was probably like eh, late nineties, I guess, 97, 98, something like that. It's called As Good as It Gets. And it was with Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. And um, Nicholson in the in the show, his character anyway, in the movie had a mental disorder. I think it was like a OCD or something like that. But as a result, the character's nature was really off-putting to other people. And Helen Hunt's character was trying desperately to make a connection with him. She was trying to, she was trying to be nice, but was really getting nothing but negative in return. And the compliment that finally turns that relationship around has become really one of those iconic movie scenes. If you if you look up on YouTube, you just look up "best compliment in a movie." You're most likely going to get like five different versions of of that scene. Um, and in fact, both both of the actors, both Nicholson and Hunt, won an Academy Award for their performance. Uh, now, and the acting was fantastic, and, and and I believe that was really important to that that scene in the in the movie. But I think something that was more dramatic was. That it was just so relatable. You know, viewers could put themselves in situations just like that where, um, you know, we, we want desperately for someone to, it, to replace the negative that they're, that they're giving with, with something positive and, and give us that compliment. And when somebody actually does it, it's kind of shocking. And so, um, if you haven't seen that, that scene in the movie, I'll, I'll link to it in the, in the show notes so you can kind of take a look at it. But in the movie, Hunt's character had, had shown, um Positive behavior. I mean, she was to a point though where she was just about to give up. <laughs> you know, she was been positive through the whole time, but she'd finally kind of gone off. The, she's like, "I'm done. I'm finished with you, dude. You're so mean." And the sincere compliment from Nicholson's character reinforced the positive behavior, and then she, as a result, she she stuck around. So, the, uh, in some situations, that 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 one positive comment is the thing that can really turn a relationship around. In, in real life as well as in movies. Um, the the main thing about the world that we kind of live in, though, is that people are kind of gun-shy because we don't want to be misperceived. We feel uncomfortable giving a, a compliment to somebody because we live in a very litigious society. People sue each other for the weirdest things, and everyone is really super conscious not to offend anybody else, especially in the workplace. So as a result... We tend to see opportunities to compliment a coworker or a direct report or someone that we live with, and then we hesitate. We 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 don't want the compliment to be taken the wrong way, so we just say nothing. and And in fact, um, it was a recent survey that that reported that sixty percent of men are actually now afraid to have one on one meetings alone with a woman at work. That's how. That's how litigious the society's got. That's how gun shy people are. And and that percentage, by the way, is up from 46 percent just a year ago. And some are claiming that this is a backlash to the recent social causes. But um, not to get political or anything. That's not really what this is about. It it. it it really, I'm sure there probably is some that's a backlash, but in reality, this has been increasing for decades. I mean, it was 40 46 percent last year, but the year before that, it was probably 43 percent. The year before that, it was probably 41 percent. The year before that it was probably 39 percent. That kind of thing, right? So it's been going up consistently. It was just kind of a big jump in the last year or so, and the reason is pretty obvious. And although. You know, reports to HR and lawsuits to have a have a way of weeding out the, the really bad actors. I mean, we don't we do not want to have bad people doing bad things in our companies or in our organizations, but in some cases, innocent people who have just a, a slight lapse in judgment have been punished as well. And so anytime that you punish something, you get less of that thing. And anytime you uh, Anything that you reward, by the way, you get more of. So that leaves a tremendous opportunity for the good leaders in the workplace. A leader who knows how to give a sincere compliment in a way that has a zero percent chance of being taken the wrong way has a distinct advantage because when when this leader compliments his or her team, the behavior of the team members is rewarded. And as a result, the team experiences more of that behavior. And since very few managers and leaders are doing this, the ones who do are seen as being great leaders, as being great managers. So it's a tremendous opportunity. So let's talk about how to actually do that. How do you actually give a compliment? We'll also talk about how to receive one, which is a little bit easier. Um, but there are a few ways that you can give a really good, that you can give a compliment. And I don't want to say a good compliment, but there's a few ways that you can give a compliment. Two of the ways, by the way, have a higher chance of being taken the wrong way. The final way, though, is much better. You're going to get, you're. it's, like I said, it's it's foolproof. It's, it's 100%. You can compliment people on what they have. Now, this is the most superficial way to compliment someone it's the, it's, it's, you compliment somebody on what they have. For instance, it might, you might say something like, Hey, nice tie, or I really like your dress or fancy car bill. You know, although, you know, people still like to hear these. I mean, we all like to get compliments. Um, especially, you know, if we, if we, you know, if we just bought a new car, we just bought a new tie and somebody notices, I mean, obviously that's a, that's, that is something that, that we like. However, um, these types of compliments, especially in the workplace, they, they tend to have a higher tendency to be taken the wrong way. So obviously, if you choose to compliment a coworker this way, uh, you, you may wanna make sure the compliment is really professional, not personal, right? So you wanna make sure that, I mean, complimenting a guy on his tie at the work in the workplace, eh, probably an okay thing, right? Um, complimenting a woman, On her perfume, eh, probably not so good in the workplace. Not really professional, right? So, yeah. So, basically, um, these have a little bit higher propensity to to um, be taken the wrong way. So, those are the ones I, I don't necessarily encourage folks to to do those a lot. Although they, like I said, they still are nice to to hear. You can also compliment people, though. The second way is compliment people on what they do. Now, this is a much better way to compliment a, a coworker, and this is the way that most coaches will, will teach people, especially most HR folks, will kind of teach people how to give a compliment. You can compliment the person on what they did or how they did it. So it would sound like, hey, thanks so much for getting that report in early. Um, you make my job so much easier. And most people feel appreciated as a, as a worker when they receive a compliment like this. However, as good as this process is, you know, the final way is like 10 times better. Because the third way and, and really one of the best ways to compliment people, where you get phenomenal results, is to compliment people on who they are. So this is the most effective way to compliment someone, and and it re and it's really the most effective way to reinforce that positive behavior as well. Um, it, it's similar to complimenting them on what they do, but uh, you take the compliment to a little bit higher level. So once you identify the action that the person did that you want to compliment them are to, on, take a step back and identify what strength or characteristics a characteristic does, does that person possess that allowed that person to accomplish that task so well. So for instance, if the person turns a report in early, it might mean that she's got a really strong work, worth it, work ethic or the person is really efficient or is detail oriented. So if you compliment her on one of those strengths, then in the future, not only do you get the reports in early, which is something she's already doing anyway, but you also start to see that behavior in other areas as well. So um, let me give you the the step-by-step process here, because it'll make it a little bit easier. To, so to, to really give a top-notch compliment, basically follow this guideline. Start with the strength, start with that, that characteristic that the person possesses that allows him or her to do that thing that you've identified that he or she does, right? So um, identify the characteristic, secondly, Follow quickly follow up with the evidence. So now you compliment them on that task, that thing that they did, that task that they did. So use the task as the evidence that the person actually possesses that particular strength. And then the the key thing that you wanna keep in mind about these compliments is you wanna keep them really short. The entire process should take 15 seconds or less. The shorter that the compliment is, the more meaningful it it is to the person who receives it. So like, for instance, you could say something like, you know, Joe, one of the things that I, I really appreciate you is your diligence and your work ethic. You know, for instance, I noticed that you turned in that that project report two days before anybody else did. That really makes my job much easier. So it's very similar to the other compliment that we gave where we where we're complimenting them on the task that they did. But now we're adding in the strength. And as a result, it's more meaningful to the person. So, um, so if you do that more often, by the way, and it, and this, this can be one of those things that is, it can seem a little awkward when you try it for the first time. But once you kind of see the reaction that people have, when you give them a compliment like this, their whole demeanor changes. It's very much like the scene from, from the movie where Helen Hunt, who's just all angry and intense, the moment that Jack Nicholson's character gives her that compliment, all of a sudden her whole demeanor changes. And you can actually see that happen when you give somebody um, one of these strengths in her compliments. So real quickly, and uh, as we tie up, let me kind of talk a little bit about how to receive a compliment, because the absolute best way to receive a compliment when somebody pays you the, 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 um, the, the honor of giving you one of these things is just to look the person in the eye and just say, thank you. Remember that most people find it very nerve-wracking to give a compliment. So if you, as the receiver, discount the effort that the person made to give you that compliment, you make it less likely that that person is ever going to try that again. Not not just to you, but to anybody. If it's awkward, if they're especially if this is a new skill that somebody has tried to develop and... Um, and the person who receives the compliment doesn't really take it the right way or they they um, discount it in some way oh that's not me uh, uh, you're just saying that right I mean if you say something like that then all of a sudden the person who's given the compliment who took it took a lot of courage to do it now it, it makes it a little tougher. so um, so it just just kind of keep that in mind just kind of look the person in the eye and just say thank you and. And, and be done, and it will end in a very very positive way. Um, I would encourage you to don't don't just listen to this this session and think, oh wow, that's really good information. I mean, consciously go out and find some person that does something for you consistently. It could be somebody that you work with, could be your spouse, could be your kids uh, or kid, your son daughter, that kind of thing somebody that has done something for you that you really appreciate and then give them one of these strengths and their compliments. The neat thing is is that you can think about it before you go and tell them and then just pull them aside and say, Hey, I just want to tell you that I really appreciate something about you. I really appreciate your, boom, and then go right into the compliment. You will be shocked at how your, how, how, how your relationships develop into a much, much deeper level just by doing this on, on, on a limited basis. but And the more you do it, the more of a great leader that you become. And we'll see you next week on the High Impact Leaders podcast.